Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Scott Podcast, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew Templeton. How are we, big man? I'm fantastic, mate. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very well, mate. So, a lot to dissect in this episode. Plenty of short results over the last few days, but I think the most shocking result has to be Livingston 5, Hearts 0. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you couldn't make it up. Like, Hearts, we all know they've been terrible recently yeah obviously they're missing Stephen A. Smith which is a big blow but that's no excuse mate that result was embarrassing for them Livingston absolutely battered them they did and Livingston that was the most complete performance the best performance I've seen for them probably this years not even this season just in years in general in general yeah in general probably their best result in god knows how long since probably they they got promoted yeah exactly just the way they won the game in that convincing fashion was unbelievable. I mean, nobody's seen that coming. Nobody's seen like obviously the top teams can't even beat Hearts like that. That, that was a like obviously all respect to all the teams. That, see if you were to not know anything about Scottish football, right? You think Livingston the champions? That's a champions. I'm not saying it would be champions, right? Obviously, but that is a champions. It was a top side performance. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to think. And he just tore them apart. I think the red card just kind of changed. That changed the game completely. Like obviously, Hearts just after did not. Yeah, they, really they just completely fell apart. Their game, they had no game plan. They were disorganized, and Livingston just cut through like butter, like a knife and butter. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was shambolic. It was, and Livingston. What more can be said? Gary Holt doing a phenomenal job there, doing a fantastic job, and he's just got Livingston so well organized, so well drilled, and they're actually a good side to watch. Yeah. At, oh, at times or not, but on Friday night, last Friday, they were a joy to watch. Absolutely bullied hearts, played them off apart. They did, and like, I mean, that Menga goal was just. He's a good player, he's a good player like Yeah, as I like him a lot. We're discussing um, before before we started recording, like Menga, he doesn't score a lot, right? He's goal against Rangers, that was his first goal. Not a goal, what, against Hearts on Friday, eh? Aye, and that, what a goal, like, Menga's some player, like, he, he bullies defenders, and if he's not scoring, like, I say, he's really good in the ball play. as he's well. He's fantastic in the ball, and good, he's got very good game awareness. Uh, I like him, I do, he's a good dribbler. A very creative player yeah, in that as well. So yeah, he's one of Livingston's key absolute, assets. Absolute gem of a find. Gem of a find from um, Livingston. I don't know who brought him in. I don't know if it was Kenny Miller or Gary Holt. I think it might have been Miller brought him in. Yeah, I think it was I Kenny Miller. Miller yeah. brought him in. So what a, what a find by, by Big Kenny. Mm. Yeah, and Ryan Hardy, who's obviously on loan from Rangers, got himself two goals against exactly, that. Exactly, and he's not going back from injury. That's like three goals and since he came back from injury, he got a goal the other week. And he's got two, obviously today. Eh, not today. Eh, last Friday, sorry. Yep. And he's obviously like Rangers. We're looking for this third striker since Milan left, right? Mm-hmm. We've obviously Sadiq Field, just rumours of Solanke. Like, literally, Hardy is our own player, and he's killing it right now. And yep. We know like, obviously can do it at this level because he's scoring the goals. Mm-hmm. The proof is there. So I don't understand why we don't bring him back. Maybe not in January, but definitely next season, he should definitely be in the setup on 100%. That's a very fair point, 110%, mate. But on to Hearts, honest to God. What has happened? All over the place. All over the place. Do you see um, Levine cancelled Hearts' uh, Christmas night out? <laughs> I, think they're meant to, I think they're meant to go to Prague or something like that. And obviously cancelled it, quite rightly so, because that, uh, that performance and result, not acceptable by any means. No, it's not. I mean, it's a absolutely horrific. So for them, like, you see what Levine said after the game. Levine said that he was uh, that Hearts made Livingston look like PSG. Yeah, 
they did. I, I seen that comment. Um, and to be fair, as much as Williamson touched on it, they were fantastic. Hearts did make them look like pacey. They didn't. They were so disorganised. And Hearts get a lot of credit for being a very organised side. But my God, they were just all over the place. They lost every they, like every area in the pitch. They were hopeless. So they were. Livingston, as I've said, bullied them. Utterly dominated them, right? Not good enough from Hearts' point of view whatsoever. There was no creativity yet again. McLean, simply not good enough. I know, obviously, he won't be getting a game when Naismith comes back. But still... This is his chance to show Levine what he's worth, and he's just not doing it. He's not, not at all, he's not in the slightest, he's, I mean, well, he's 35, 36 anyway, he's almost at the twilight end of his career, and if he's not going to do it for Hearts now, he's not going to do it. Yeah. And he, I, it was a strange, but not, it was out of contract, so it was a strange kind of pre-signed contract, like, you look at Hearts, right, they're a good team, like, they're going for out of contract, St. Johnson players, you know what I mean, like, obviously he's done very well for St. Johnson in those days, He's a legend at that club, right? But to come to Hearts, who are arguably a much bigger club, and he's an older player, and he's simply not done it. It's a very strange signing in the first place, and he's not even proved worth it at all. Do you think Craig Levine's under pressure right now? Um, I know Am Budge says he's not under pressure. Um, he says oh, he's doing a good job. But, like I said, they're making the pod. See if the season started from when Hearts kind of lost form and like, Naismith got injured, right? If you start the season from that point, yep. they're, they're bottom, they're bottom. And based on the season as a whole, obviously he had a good start, but I think he, to answer your question, is under pressure 100%. Every manager's under pressure, right? It's just the nature of the job, right? But based on the results, they're not getting any results. They're not getting none whatsoever. And if he doesn't start getting results soon, I needs to invest in January, right? Needs to get a striker in or something. Needs to get some pace in that team because that team have got no pace whatsoever. If he invests in January and it still doesn't, the uh, results get better. He's for the job. Hmm. Who knows, mate? Might need to consult with the director of football, <laughs> Craig Levine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think? I agree with more players. All right. All right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, as you say, mate, I think he is under pressure because these results are not good enough. Yeah, he can probably point blame to we're missing Stephen A. Smith, and that is a big loss for them. But come on. You can't rely on one Hearts should not be getting beat 5-0 off Livingston. End of story. No matter who they're missing, that's just unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. And I suppose there was talk about a few months ago apparently Hearts could win the league, right? They are at the top of the table for so long there was talk they could win the league now suddenly they're losing with all due respect to Livingston they're losing 5-0 off Livingston, you know? Yep. It's simply it's disgraceful. If I was a Hearts fan right now I'd be very, very Concerned. worried. Because there's no sign of improvement anywhere. Yeah, because when you look at midfield, right, there's hardly any creativity, as you say. No pace in that team whatsoever, especially out in the wide areas. It's not looking good for Hearts right now. It is not. It's not. I mean, the one thing I've got a wee kind of thing here, like obviously, Jamie Walker, right, he went away, and he's been posting a lot of Hearts stuff recently, right? So I reckon alone could be on the cards. Who is that nowadays? Is it Wigan? Peterborough. Peterborough? Yeah, obviously, I think he went to Wigan, didn't quite work out, so mm-hmm. he went to Peterborough. And you can't get a game for Peterborough. And he's been posting a lot of Instagram, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. No. But he's been posting a lot of hot stuff recently, like yeah. throwbacks and all that. So maybe there's something in the works there. He could maybe turn He would be a good addition. He would be a very good addition to that Hearts team. Obviously Rangers try to get him the first time. Um, he was at Hearts. Could be, I think I think he's in line for a turn. I think that would definitely help him. 
Yeah, that's one thing Hearts need to do in January, yeah. invest in that team. Even if it's just loans, just something. I would probably say a midfielder, uh, maybe a couple wingers, and then a striker. Uh, yeah, and Peter Haddon, he's, even, he's probably been, the, even though they're playing poorly, very poorly, Peter Haddon's probably been the one player that you would say has been good every game. Mm-hmm. Even though they've been losing 5 now, he's probably the one who's tried the most, and he's definitely one of the better players. Mm. Yeah, but so where do you see Hearts going from here, mate? Can, do you think they'll be picking up form in the next few games? I just can't see it. Like, I don't, even if they're playing like Dundee or whatever, like Hamilton or whatever, I just, based on their form, you just I just can't see it. And then you start getting results, but I just cannot see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right now I'm just going to, pardon me, check who Hearts have next. And they've got Aberdeen at Pataudry. That, that, that's not been But then again, right, Hearts seem to have a pretty decent record over Aberdeen. So they do. I think in the last five or six meetings, it's uh, Aberdeen have failed to beat Hearts. So it seems like Levine does have McInnes' number, and Levine wants a reaction out of that Hearts team after that shocking performance. Will, so, it's, and obviously Aberdeen, they've won, I think they've won the last uh, four or five three games. games. Something like that, either, either Hearts and Aberdeen are going in opposite directions. And based on form, Aberdeen have got that confidence which we were both saying they were lacking. Yeah, credit where it's true. Because after that 2-0 defeat to St Johnson, Aberdeen have really upped their game. Yeah. They beat Levy, they beat, they beat St Mirren, and they absolutely hammered Dundee 5-1. So, Even Stevie May started to put good performances. Like, he's still not great, right? He's starting to improve. Yeah, but wait until Stevie May comes up against better opposition like, yeah. in the top end. So... That would be a tough one for Hearts. Along oh, with Aberdeen, right? Because Hearts need to put in a performance. Levine wants a reaction. The fans want a reaction. So they're really going to kick on and at least avoid defeat at Pataudry. Because regardless of what anyone says, regardless of at this, how mediocre this Aberdeen side are, going to Pataudry, it's still a tough place well, it's to go. fixtures of the season. It is. Still, it's a tough away game. So Levine really needs to get a reaction out of these players and, and if Aberdeen beat Hearts in convincing fashion the pressure's only going to mount on Craig Levine as like, like, like we said he needs to invest in January he needs to at least get some sort of, and they'll know Aberdeen right that'll do that'll do right that'll frustrate Aberdeen that'll pick up a good well needed point for Hearts but Levine needs to get some of these players because he's not getting it at the moment the players obviously they want to play from there but they, they, they love Levine right they do it at Hearts but they need to start digging out results. Mm-hmm. Somewhere like, obviously, Berra's back. Uh, Naysmith will be back soon. Ekpuz, I think he's still out for a while, but Naysmith will be back soon. Berra's back for captain. And I think Suter's out for a so, I think he's bit, yeah. yeah. he's pretty much... Is he's, he done for the season? I don't know if he's done for the season, but, but I think he's, he's done good good for a good while, yeah. yeah. So probably about maybe February time or something. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Suter, Berra, it's still the season. They had a very good spine. Like you've obviously got um, their goalkeeper, uh, Islamal. Mm-hmm. It's an old fantastic keeper, and you've got the uh, better suitor than Peter Harrow in the midfield, and you've got obviously Nathan Foot Foot. That's a fantastic spine. Uh-huh. They've lost that spine, they were starting to slowly get it back, but they need to, they need to get started results. Yeah, I could not agree more, mate. So we'll move to the other side of Edinburgh, and we'll talk about the High Bees. Fantastic result for them at the weekend against uh-huh. Celtic, beat Celtic 2 0, mate. And right from the word go, Hibs were just on fire. They were just more up for it than Celtic. They went like the score was in the first five minutes or so. They scored in the first minute. First minute, I even better. And Hibs, 
they've not been great recently, um, but they're starting to um, they're starting to get back where they should be. Last season, Hibs were probably one of the best sides to watch last season. They may have obviously came what fifth last season or fourth, fourth sorry, yeah, fourth sorry, came fourth last season, and they had some swashbuckling, amazing football. Yeah, and they're starting to get back to that now. Mm-hmm. And like Canberra, I've Canberra said, you see the second goal, my God, what a screamer that, that was! was Absolutely, like that was an absolute bit of a goal. Like that touch, then band finish. He's starting to show the form he showed last season. Yeah, and he's de- when Canberra's on form. Hibs are on for him. Yeah, yeah he, he is a top player. I do like him. He's a very good player. Yeah, and it has to be said, Hibs on the day were more creative. They were more clinical. They were ruthless, so they were. Celtic just could not cope. They could not cope whatsoever. And on the Celtic's performance, flat, poor. It was. Terrible. That's what it was. Simple as, it was poor. And Scott Sinclair, what more he was, in my opinion... Celtic's worst player on the park that day. Off absolutely nothing. He was weak. He was he was pathetic. He was spineless. Yeah, hopeless. He was, and a lot. Of, I think a lot of Celtic fans will, will agree with that. Um, yeah. The only goals he seems to score now is penalties. Yep. That's much. If you take away the penalties, he's he's doing nothing. Uh huh. And we've discussed it before. He needs to he needs to go in January, I think. He does, but I don't think he will go. No, he won't, why. definitely won't go, but he needs to. Because, obviously, Rodgers has a personal relationship with the guy. Because, obviously, the days at Chelsea, uh, and obviously the days at Swansea, so Rodgers has a soft spot for him, so he's going to try and give him time. But, how much more time do you give Scott Sinclair? Maybe. He's obviously picking up a, a big wage packet, right? And he's not even worth it. Exactly. At the end of the day, he's... I'm probably past his peak now, what is he, like 29th yet? Celtic, the only decent centre half they've got is uh, um, Benkovic. Benkovic. And he's on loan only. I know. 
Yeah, he'll go back to Leicester, he'll be a first team player. Yeah, Samirovic was poor, Ayer was poor, Isagiri. <laughs> what more can be said? He's terrible. Like, what was that? That was a very bizarre, pointless it's signing. A panic signing, I think. Yeah, like, so that was a really poor window for Celtic, so it was. It was. And maybe that's come back to them as well. Obviously, they lost. They were trying to get him again, sorry, and they lost it in him. That was their own fault. It was their own fault. They paid the four million or whatever it was, Villa paid for him. He they would have he would have went there, but obviously he had he went he had talks with Celtic and Villa, but John McGinn, as we know, we've got we've got the we've got the inside knowledge. He had that kind of talk with Steve Bruce and that, and he felt loyal to Villa, so obviously he's went down there and killed it. I think Villa showed more interest in him, exactly. and Villa wanted him more. It seemed like Celtic were just half arsing exactly. him. If you're a football player, right, and you're looking at two clubs, one's kind of pissing about, kind of plodding about you. Uh, and who's really making effort trying to get you. You're obviously going to go for that team, aren't you? Exactly. Um, but going back to their window, obviously they lost it and again. They bought Malumbu, who's had, to be fair, he's had some good performances, right? He's been a decent player sometimes, but a lot of times. He's not been playing a, a whole lot. He's been not been a whole lot, that's because obviously Brown's back now. Um, oh, speaking of Scott Brown, um, rumour has it he could be going to Australia, Australia. He, uh, in January time or the end of the season. Do you think that would be a wise move for him? Do you think he'd be a big loss for Celtic? Um, or do you think it's time for him to... I've got, I've got a big view on this, basically, obviously, if Scott Brown is so-called, oh, he's here for 10 in a row, blah, 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 all that, all that, all that talk, right, I'm going to be, going to be neutral here, all that talk, right, um, which, I honestly thought he'd be here for the, the so-called 10 in a row, right, um, but the fact that, obviously, he's probably, his head's probably been spent, right, the fact that Australia, like, when you get the chance to move to Australia, right, even if it's not the best quality of football, as a person, as, like, a life experience, You'd love to go to Australia, wouldn't you? And they're going to double his wages. He'd double his wages. He gets to finish up his career in a beautiful part of the country. Experience different kind of a different yeah, culture, yeah. Different culture, yeah. Different kind of way of living and that. Um, getting the sun, and obviously if he goes to Australia, right, it's not the best level of football. I mean, it'd be away from the spotlight. it will be away from that old firm bubble. Exactly, and he, I think he would thrive there. He'd be a fantastic player. Like Michael Halloran went over to Australia, and he, I think he gets a game every week, and. If Scott Brown can go over there, he'll be a star player. He won't be on the spotlight, obviously, because Australia cares about Scott Brown, but he'll be a star player. He'll really play some good football there. Mm. I think. I think he'll go. I think. I don't think he'll go in January. No chance. End of the season. End of the season. He'll get his wee farewell. Now he's had his testimonial. He's won countless, pretty much everything he can win at Celtic, and ten in a row. That so go ten in a row. Is it really worth around? To miss out the opportunity there. I'll be I'll be surprised if he will be at Celtic next season. I'll be surprised I mean, if he'll be there. The fact I've not even offered him a contract. Mm-hmm. Like, How many years has he got? Like another year after this? I thought was he not written somewhere? I'm not too sure. I, mean, I need to double check, but I thought that's why the top was. I need that contract. So I'm not sure. I'm Maybe not a sure. year, but it's definitely. It's definitely. Rogers also done that with Gerrard at Liverpool. He got Gerrard at the door. As we mentioned, because apparently. Um, from what I've heard reading the papers and that and reading the stories, apparently um, Rogers is encouraging it. Yeah. He encouraged Gerrards to go to LA Galaxy. Apparently mm-hmm. he's encouraging it and all that, which I think is poor. He's a club legend and all that, like Scott Brown, Stephen Gerrard, a club legends. You don't encourage a club legend to leave. Mm-hmm. Even if you say to them, listen, you get that season of your career, you're probably not going to get as many games, but I want you around, I want you in the dressing room, I want you as part of the, part of the furniture almost. Mm-hmm. And the fact he's kind of urging once is kind of... I don't know if it's an ego thing or whatever it is, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's quite odd, I think. It's, yeah. it's quite odd. But, see when I look at Celtic team, mate, obviously January's going to be massive for them. It's uh, going to be huge, right? They're going to need to get in... A striker. 
hundred percent. Speaking of strikers, right before I talk about who Celtic need to get in, Edward, do you think he's lived up to that nine million pound price tag? I've said it time and time again on the podcast, Scott. The big answer is no. No, he's not. Hundred percent not. He's not nine million pounds. Celtic spent on him, right? Nine million pounds. They, they should be seen exactly. They should be seen more of a return, and they're not getting that. Too, he's quite inconsistent, so he is. He's too hot and cold. He played great, great one game. Next game won't be great. So put it this way, right? See if he was Scottish, everyone would say he's rubbish. If he's Scottish, everyone would say he's rubbish. Yeah, it's got to be said. We're not just saying this because we're Rangers fans, but Morelos is comfortably better. Than uh, Edward, Edward's just not done the goods for Celtic this season. He's, like I said, I don't know if it's the price tag it's got to him, or obviously something's not quite right there. It's just he's not the same person player he was uh, last season. I don't know why that is, but he, he simply isn't. I mean, if you take away Edward from the situation, right, obviously Dembele's gone, Griffiths is gone for the foreseeable future. They're relying on Edward here as a main striker, and yeah. if he's not performing, they need to either get the performance out of him somehow or look at plan B. <laughs> I don't know if there's a plan B. Realistically, who can still to get in? Obviously, Solanke is probably more likely to go to Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what the strikers can get in at this moment in time. I'm sure they'll pluck one out of the bag somehow, but my God, he's not lived up to that price tag he's whatsoever. You can tell Rogers is so determined and adamant to try and prove to the Celtic fans and everyone in Scottish football that this guy is worth £9 million but right? we've not seen it Tony Andrew Flo he, he cost £11 million, £11 million pound, and he actually done he didn't live up to £12 million pound for Scottish football right? but, but he's, he's a good actually, player he's yeah. a fantastic player he's done really well and you would say £2 million fair enough he, he could perform right, every single week um, and he, if he wasn't scoring Tony Andrew Flo was um, certainly before he, was, he, was, he always tried hard but compare that to Edward and Tony Andrew Flo right maybe a controversial opinion but if you compare the two players there's no comparison of Andrew Flo most of the that's a fair point there's no comparison there you know what I mean yeah that's a fair point mate so um, obviously, obviously Celtic need to get right back in um, probably in January it's always a hard time to do business so a centre half right really they need two, two new centre halves but another centre half, um, midfield. I think they're fine. They've got too yeah, many midfielders. And a striker. I'll probably say about three or four signings in January, and then I think Celtic should be fine. And especially we've got Valencia coming up in Europa League. Yeah, exactly. we, we should touch on that. We've got uh, Valencia coming up in the last thirty-two. So they have to improve. They have to make signings. If they have real ambitions of doing something in Europe, which in their heads they probably think. They do. They, they want to do well in Europe. If you're a player, like, of course you want to do well in Europe. If they don't, if, see if this current squad, right, with no additions to it, plays Valencia, it's no contest, right? But if they add some quality signs to that squad, you could maybe get Valencia a decent game. But if they go into this with no additions, nah, no chance. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. But um, yeah, obviously Celtic played Motherwell during the week there. They bounced back well after yeah. two defeats. And yeah, it was against a poor Motherwell side, um, but they got the job done. You know, they respond, they responded well because if Celtic drop points against Motherwell, mm. pressure would mount. So there'll be a lot of disgruntled Celtic fans out there. But I thought it was a very professional, comfortable uh, performance. Celtic bounced back well. Uh, young Ralston got the score sheet. Young Mikey Johnson as well. 
and uh, Sinclair, <laughs> I remember I was saying earlier on how the only goals he scores are penalties, he yeah. scored a penalty Wednesday night. But overall, I thought it was a very comfortable uh, performance mm. uh, from Celtic. I mean, uh, Edward went off with a wee knock, but I think he. I think he'll be out. The cross, Eddie. Yeah, I, I think he'll be out maybe for a game. game or two or something like that. Or I think it, I, if that, you're right. So, I mean, like, they had 62 percent possession to Malibu's 38. Limited to Malibu to two shots, none on target. Nah, Malibu no problems whatsoever. 13 shots from 37 on target, three goals. I mean, yeah, that's the that's exactly the type of home performance you want. And they they done they, they got it. I mean, it was good finishes as well from from Celtic. It was. Would you make a Rogic though? Apparently, he might be out of the, the old firm. Uh, apparently, what I've read because is, he's I think it's some what's the uh, he's going to some tournament in Australia. Uh, the name escapes me. What uh, tournament I, it is? Hugh Hipscos are there as well. Yeah. So right now, Celtic are in talks with the Australian FA to see if Rogic can play the old firm game because uh-huh. obviously Celtic are missing some key players and stuff. So I think they'll. I think that the Australian FA will see reason and let Rogic play it, if I'm being honest. I hope not, but at the end of the day, it's Australian like, international football. They've got the right to pick players. Yes, excuse me, they've got the right to pick players who they want. Like, at the end of the day, like, well, we knew, we knew this at the start of the season, this was going to happen. Exactly. So, we, we can pick them if you want. We want, our best, we want to win this tournament, we want exactly. our best players. So, no, you can get to. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing, right? I, f- I feel as though Australia are completely entitled to, like, exactly. stand, I mean, stand their ground. Exactly. But I think, I think they'll see reason and then they'll let them play. Yeah. Sadly for us. There but is no reason, though, like, end of the day, it's just international football. You want to pick your best players, you get picked. Like, a lot, like, if you look at the African Cup of Nations, for example, and that, the, the players that play in that, the Cubs don't want about that. Do you know what it's really down to? I think it's really down to Rogic. Right, see if Rogic really wants to play. play see if Rogic wants to play with Australia uh, instead of playing an old bum, then yeah, Celtic won't stand his way. But it's I think Rogic wants to play the old firm. Because he always, unfortunately yeah. for us, he always performs the old firm. Yeah, he does. So I think Rogic does want to play the old firm game and then obviously go play with Australia. So as I was saying, I, I feel like I think the Australian FA will see reason and let Rogic play that old firm game. Sadly for Rangers fans and us. But I know, but at the end of the day, right, if we're going to beat Celtic, we want to play them. We want to beat them when they've got the strongest game out. I don't care what if, even if they have the even if it's our weakest team, mate, even if it's they have the under twenty one side, I don't care if Rangers beat Celtic, that's all right. that matters, mate. So yeah, that was a, a very standard solid performance from Celtic, standard three points. Malibu caused Celtic no problems at all. But yeah, we'll move on from that and we'll move on to Rangers. Rangers, yeah. Shall so we will. And yes, it was a, we wanted to see a a, a response from a, the performance against Rapid Vienna. Also, Rangers crashed out of Europe, and we wanted to see a response. Three points was all that mattered, and Rangers got that. So we did. Dan Kinnear scoring early on, and uh, overall, mate, against that well, obviously Rangers beat Hamilton one 0 Overall, mate, it was not a great performance by any means. But the main thing is Rangers had to get three points, and we done that. We did, and I just for once we didn't start Rangers, we didn't talk about them for a while, so I hope you're happy. Leaving the best till last. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you Twitter, like some Twitter responses, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but no, um, it, was yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a great performance, no, but um, I, if we didn't get the early goal, it would have been, it'd been yeah. one of those performances, but we got the early goal, we, we didn't create much to be honest. Nah. Um, but Candias, obviously... As a, I thought we got that as a very early goal in the first few minutes. I thought, good, this will be a, a thumping, but 
we got that goal then, that was it. We didn't really do much yeah. else. Um, and obviously we missed Big Morella and Morellis for it. I think if he was playing, we could have maybe got an extra goal or two, but Lafferty's done okay. Right. Do and he asked, right, and he asked us, right, I like him a lot, I like Kyle Lafferty a lot, right. But do you, um, I know he's not had a lot of game time, right, he's not been playing on a consistent basis enough, yeah, right. But do you think, right, Kyle Lafferty has... How do you think he's performed so far? Put it this way, right? When he's come into the team, either as a starter or as a as a sub, he he does he does well. He like distracts defenders. He pulls them out of the game and leaves space for like the wingers. Um, and he like obviously he nearly scored against. Who um, was it? Uh, Hamilton. Sorry, I think it was a great keep. A great save. And also got a goal wrong the chop off against Dundee. He did, but. He's not an out and out goal scorer. Obviously, he had that fantastic season with Hearts. That was a, and by his standards, that was a fluke season because he, he's not known for his, as a striker. He's not known for his goal scoring. He's more about the physical plays, link up play, and that. And I love Kulaf. I love him. He's a great player, but he's just a squad player. That's all he is. Mm-hmm. He, he obviously a big person in the dressing room and that, and he knows what Rangers are all about. But as a goal scorer. But you nah. see when you see him on the team sheet, you feel comfortable, you don't get yeah, annoyed, like you exactly. don't, you're not worried, you know the big man's going to put in a shift, but see with how well Morelos is playing right now, he's untouchable, and Big Kyle Lafferty said that, he was like, yes, I, I would want to start, but Morelos is just like doing so well right now, exactly. it's so hard for me to actually get in the team. Is that when they're upsetting, like Kyle Lafferty's what, 29, 30 sorry, like 30? 31 I think. 31, exactly, he's coming to... Well, it could have ended, not end, could have, can I get into that kind of that stage now, Morelis? Is it a start of his career? Because obviously, he's like, I don't want to send you away, like, how young player, keep doing what you're doing, I'll be here to help you in that. And Morelis, yeah, well, it's good to have him, like I said. Is that a veteran now? Is that, is that that's a veteran? What I, he's a much more mature, experienced exactly. uh, player than he was before. The thing is, even his first spell at Rangers, right, in the first half of the season, he was never fantastic, but in the second half, that's when he got going, obviously. Won the table for us and that come on up and that. He, the second half seems to spark into life. Mm. I don't know. It's just that if you actually look at his stats over the years, the majority of his career goals have come in the second half of the season. Mm. So he'll play a big part in the second half. Ah, I hope so. Yeah, I do like Michael Laff. I just wanted to raise that question. I do. Yeah, <coughs> I, I, to answer your question, I do like him as a striker. He's just not a goal scorer. Mm. Yeah, but that was overall it was a standard performance. So it was, but I thought it was it was quite comfortable. It was mm-hmm. not a great game to watch for the purists out there, mm-hmm. but job done. Job That's done. I mean, we probably saved the season from Gary Woods. Yeah. Touching that, obviously, Lafferty after the, after the saves, oh, well, I mean, it was a great save, fantastic save by Woods. But apart from that kind of header from Lafferty and the goal from Candias, there wasn't many chances at home. The Ibrox. We need to be doing better than that. Like also we've got the victory, that's the main that's the main thing, right? But as a package as a whole performance you need to be doing better. What do you make of Ajaria going back to Liverpool? Uh, I think it was I think, it, I think you could see it coming, couldn't you? Like he was out of the squad against Vienna and that and these performances. I, when he came in, right, I thought he was fantastic, right? I thought, oh, this guy's brilliant. He's a lot more than skillful. He, he he tracked back, he tackled players and that, but recently kinda his heart wasn't in it. The same happened at Sunderland, his heart it kinda got to him like at the end of the day he can't play at a big club. So yeah. if he can't play he, 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 if he can't play at Rangers, how's exactly, he gonna cope exactly. at Liverpool? You know? Um but I just imagine saying that Steven Gerrard though I feel like Scottish football's too physical for me. Yeah. And then what, what, what Gerard's saying that to Klopp, you know. Oh yeah, exactly Gerard. So, uh, 
what, going to state the cop, I think the Scottish Rip was too physical for him. So how is that going to look for Ajara? It's going to look terrible. Yeah. So that that's him basically kissing his potential Liverpool career goodbye. Exactly. So, like he'll end up, he'll be end up like um, Wigan or something or a League One team. League One, like with Josh Windows. Exactly. Like he's got, he's definitely got the potential to be a great player. Not if he kind of has. He's a it. decent player, but he just his mindset, his mentality is just exactly. all wrong. Exactly, and he loses like we said the other week. He loses concentration a lot. Very lackadaisical, yeah. He is, and he, he, he should either give up football because he doesn't have the right strong enough mentality, or just find his level, which is like League One. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, Ajara, I always thought he was a decent player, but if. I'm not, not, honestly, I'm not fussy to away, mate. So I'm I, really I not fussy to away. I that goal against UFA, which got us. That's a good strike, to be fair. It was a fantastic strike against UFA in Russia, um, but. He, as of late, his performances haven't been great. And the big, in the big, um, bigger scheme of things, we're not going to miss him. Nah, we're not. We're not. And just touching on it, Ryan Jack, new contract. Oh, buzzing with that, mate. Buzzing with that. You know, I'm absolutely static with that. Ryan Jack has really come on again. He's one. Future captain, I think. Yeah, same, mate. He's, recently, he's came on a real game. He's been a terrific Gerard. player. Gerard has taken his game to a different level. Yeah. Uh, Gerard's really brought out the best in him. Like even last season before he got injured, Ryan Jack was still doing a good job. But now Ryan Jack is he's playing phenomenal. Yeah, he, like, he, he seems like he's getting further up the pitch now. He's doing more further up the pitch. He's such a tidy passer as well, mate. Like, does he does all the simple things well? He breaks up the play terrifically well. He's just such an intelligent footballer. He is, and I must apologise to you. Remember a few weeks ago you said Ryan Jack's the best passer in Scotland, and I kind of disagreed. Yep. You're absolutely 100 percent right. Yes, come on. His last few games, I'm looking. At, I've had to think about it, and I've realised Ryan Jack is the best passer in Scottish football. Yes, I've said it for a long time. I've always thought it. I've, I'm starting to see it now. His passing is so tidy, so crisp, so neat. Love him. Yeah. I, honestly, he is better than man. Scott Brown. That's what he is. Oof. He's better than Scott Brown. Well, I think I, I, I think I do agree with that. I, I do. I, I do agree with that. 100 percent. We'll, we'll put that on Twitter. What was it? We pull out uh, after this is uh, uploaded. Oh god man, Scott the Celtic fans are going to lose their oh. minds. Big Ross Barlow's going to end up in the hospital <laughs> since I put that on. on. So yeah, we'll move on. Great news, obviously Ryan Jackson in a new deal till 2021. Yeah. Phenomenal news. Terrific footballer, he's only going to get better. Yeah, and he's, still, he's still a fairly young player, like 24. Uh, I think it's like 25 or something like that. Mm. But you see last season's a shame, he obviously got injured. Uh, against Motherwell due to Motherwell's brutality and net Motherwell just kicking they don't even play football pl- exactly just kick players off the park that's our whole mindset horrible mindset or to have in football exactly so it was a shame what happened to Ryan Jack uh, how he was out for the, the rest of the season but now he's looking fit he's playing really well and hopefully he'll kick on which I'm sure he will so great news so uh, we'll move on we'll talk about uh, Hibs versus Rangers it was a uh, a very exciting game, even though it was a nil-nil one, mate. Um, Rangers really should have picked up the three points. I thought it, Rangers were terrific. Rangers done everything well, apart from putting the ball in the back of the net. They did for the first 5, 10, 50 minutes at a stretch. Hibs were the better team. They were, we were sitting back. But yeah, so obviously, I think the reason we're doing that is because um, we had the feeling that Hibs are going to come out right the traps and just really go at us, especially exactly because obviously Hibs uh, beat Celtic convincingly to 2-0 uh, a couple of days prior, so we were like, okay, we need to sit back, 
keep it tight and let her come at us and then we'll gradually grow into the game and that's what happened. And then once that happened we battered them, we dominated them, we created so many chances but the thing is, <laughs> so annoying, right? The last few games we've kind of scored without getting that <coughs> colour ball, right? Yep. This time we've got the colour ball pretty much every single time we attack and we can't score, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, that was the best away performance this I season. Was, like, see Morales, right? He created so many chances for himself, right? Like, he flipped, maybe that guy flipped over the guy, then he bumped, like, he created so many chances for himself. He bullied Hibbs, he actually he bullied Hibbs' defence. <coughs> and, um, he's, did have a shooting bits on? I know, it was just one of those nights, it was one of those nights for him, like, Morales did have a good game. He did. But, he was just very, see, like, he just was very unlucky. See, if he scored, right, yeah, that'd be one of the best performances, like, obviously he scored hat-tricks now, but that'd be one of the best, most complete performances you would see from Morales if he scored. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a real shame for the big man because he tried so hard. He played so well. His link up play was terrific. He was just holding the ball up so well, bullying his so, defence. So up for it. Yeah, he was so up for it. And my God, honestly, how did Rangers not win that game? Nineteen know. shots, eight on target. I mean, it's just if that was a normal game, you'd expect that to be like what, like two and or something, or three and whatever. But that was four going on five. It was. That, it, oh, so I think, it's a bit, five, I think it's a bit of karma for us, because remember last season, obviously we played Hibs away at Easter Road, and, the, and we won 2-1, and that was daylight oh, robbery. Yeah. We should have lost. We should have yeah. lost that one. But yeah, I remember that one, yeah, obviously when that scored. We were terrible that yeah, night, scored. but somehow we managed to pluck it out the bag and get the three points, so that's probably a bit of karma. <laughs> Possibly, but still, I went to trips on um, um, Gresda, I think, I was saying to you the other day in the chat, he's coming into a game. Yeah. He's like obviously at the start of the season wasn't getting much game time, wasn't quite fit enough. But I think since he's been in the team he's getting starts now. Like we're playing forever for when's Gaz gonna start when's Gaz gonna start. He's finally starting now and he's not obviously got a goal yet but he's had a few assists. No he's only against Mullerwell. Um, so he did I scored two against Mullerwell my apologies so he did yeah. Um but he's he's starting to come into a game, he looks very lively, he's got a lot of, he's not very muscly, right? But he's got a lot of pace, he's very lively. He's, he's confident as well, he like how he, he, like he runs at defenders, he, he takes them on, he doesn't um, crap out he of does. it. Yeah. Exactly, and I think if he continues to be in the team, continues to have good performances, he'll become a key player for us. Yeah. No doubt about it. Like Middleton, obviously he's a younger player, but we've got two great options that um, left attacking mid, well, obviously Gresda and Middleton. But Gresda, fantastic in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, when I first saw him, I thought this guy's a player. Like he didn't get much game time, but I thought he's gonna be a good player. He's, he's starting to prove it now. Yeah, and, and Rangers, honestly, that was we were so creative. We I know we've harped on the team for not being creative enough uh, this season, but my God, we were so so creative. We were just out, exactly, mate. We were just like really creating chances for fun, yeah. and see any time we were going forward, we looked like a threat. We did, and that's so annoying because we looked such a threat, and we couldn't score like. I think Ryan Jack bossed that game. We oh, were, Ryan we Jack was man of the match. He was. And Phenomenal. He, Ryan Jack bossed that midfield. He did, and he just looked so comfortable on the ball. And he, he tackles, so he's like, perfect. He doesn't, he's not scored a Rangers goal, right? In his career yet. No. But he's one of our most complete midfielders. Mm-hmm. Like him and Arfield are so rounded, but they're not really that kind of creative spark. Mm-hmm. That's why I would say if we get Davis in that team, Davis, Jack, and Arfield. What am I doing? That would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously we went a four-two-three-one uh-huh. by the looks of it, and um, it's good to see we actually changed it up a bit. And uh, overall, mate, there's I think everyone put in a shift, 
But the one big key moment for me was that cross into the box from Candace oh. to Tav, and he completely misses that, mate. See if that was Morelos, Lafferty, even Arfield, anyone else really, that would have been the back of the neck. Tav should be doing a lot better there. He should be, and... I don't... I, 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 I'm speechless, like, he should have... He must have... He must have... What I think happened, he took his eye off the ball. He got a bit excited, he took his eyes off the ball, and he just fluffed it. Yeah, that, that's poor was, from him. It was poor. Like, see if that went in, I'd be very happy for that game performance, but it went back. I just kind of scuffed at it, and if that was in real life, like, back in the night, or laughing, or whatever, like you said, it was just... It had to be Tav, didn't it? It had to yeah. be Tav. Hey, Tav, apart from that, right, I'm not going to be too harsh on him. Right? I've criticised him when it's been uh, justified. But I overall thought, he ha- apart from that, he actually had a, had a decent game. I know, but his corners, oh my. His corners, he needs to get Tavenier off those set pieces. But Barisic, Barisic, like, see, since been. His delivery was pretty good. Delivery, like, seeing FM 18, right? In 19, so his crosses in 18, right? And it's, it's totally just with his crossing. It's generally, like, see, in the day, right? He can be. A world class footballer or a rubbish footballer, but if your crossings could be world class no matter what level you're at, and I would say, <laughs> shoot me down you want, I think Barisic has got world class crossing. Mm-hmm. He genuinely does. And we've missed him so much. Uh, we've had Flanagan there. Halliday's done a decent job, right? But Barisic is just. That yeah, Barisic, yeah. I think. Barisic is a good player. Him and Grezda, because obviously they play both each other at Ozzy, I think they could form a great partnership. Yeah, especially on that left hand side. Exactly. Mate, that's, a, that's a very. Uh, and shout, so Paris is just getting games for Croatia now, so yeah, like World Cup finalists. <coughs> so that says it all, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, Big McCauley came close in the first half as well, mate. Yeah, oh, I think it's like he, can't, he actually touched it. I just kind of, I don't think he was expecting it, and he kind of just touched him and obviously went over. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of nose clouded tab when McCauley touched McCauley. Actually, had a fantastic game, McCauley. Yeah. I think a few times he got down for pace, but. He's 39, you know, he's not exactly going to be pacey. Yeah, I think he got taken off because... Yeah, he had uh, to be Yeah, he had to be knock, and then Gerald was obviously just being quite wary of that. Uh-huh. Then your favourite, uh, Warrell, came on. My favourite. Yeah, what do you make of this uh, thing that Warrell put on, on Twitter during the week? I think Rangers fans are blown out way out of proportion and exaggerating over it completely. Um, he put a thing on Twitter. Um, obviously, he's a Forest player, Forest fan. I think they're playing... Derby County yeah. or something like that and then he t- he t- yeah. I sent a tweet out saying good luck to Forest tonight and Rangers fans were raging over it like why? That's his parent team <laughs> Exactly like for example Stephen Greg Doherty when it comes to the old firm game and he, obviously he's at Shrewsbury he puts out a tweet saying good luck to Rangers like Shrewsbury like, fans aren't going to be shooting him down Or Gerard saying good luck to Liverpool or something you know? <laughs> Exactly exactly I think Rangers fans are just that's, that's being a, really daft over that's it That's just stupid from, from, from them like He's obviously, he's their player, he's a Forest player, he's a big fan, like, Forest are a big club as well. Yeah, when just put out a tweet saying good luck to Forest, that was it. That's basically saying good luck to his employers. <laughs> exactly. Forest play him technically, but that's his actual players. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. ridiculous. I thought it was, but, yeah, um, going back to the game though, um, as I was saying, very, very creative, and Rangers should have a penalty. Um, 100% like people are saying oh it came off his shoulder blah 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 it was still deliberate it was arm so technically that is still a handball like you just kind of see it but it's basically kind of just below the shoulder like kind of there above the the shoulder that's a handball like up towards that neck area that's that's fine but it was there just below the shoulder that's that's handball it was blatant it was deliberate and Thompson was staring right at it he's staring right at it and then the player goes like that how can that not be a penalty? Yeah. It's a stone more penalty, nothing 
went for us that game. Yeah. That, and I want to touch on Ryan Portis as well. What do you think Ryan of that? Ryan Portis, that was a stonewall red card, mate. That was a, a very scary challenge. That, 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 honestly, we were, we, were, we, were, we were lucky Koulibaly got out of that unscathed. That was a shocker of a challenge. It was absolutely ridiculous. I people always oh, young players still in the game. Yeah, he's a young player and he's a very. It was good, reckless. He's a very good young player, but that was stupid from. He him. speaks volumes when Len said after the game he was not happy with that. Yeah, I mean Lennon obviously we all we all have our opinions on Len, right? But he was spot on there. Yeah. He's a twenty-year-old player, right? Then the, you're a football. You should know better than to do that. He got a bit excited or whatever. I don't care. That's a red, straight red. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That was horrendous. So it and was. Touching on it. Obviously, it was the tackle on Koulibaly. Koulibaly, I don't know about you, but I think he's starting to get back into good form. I thought he was good on uh, Wednesday night. And uh, I wanted to get back in form because... Like, I, I was harping on a bit. Yeah, because at the start of the season, we were saying how good he was playing. But I think the reason his form has kind of went off oil a bit is because, obviously... Injury. Injury. And someone in, someone in his family passed away. Uh-huh. So that may have uh, affected him mentally. Of course, it affected him mentally, but I think... it. Played a part in the reason why he's not been playing all that well. Exactly. I mean, you start to get back to form. Like I was half on the, the start of the season, like get this boy trained up. I still would. He's, he's also a good player. We've seen it. Yeah. And he's starting to get back to form now. So hopefully, he gets back to the form, and we can start get back to winning ways and get back and get back to our title challenge. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it was a sore one. It, it was, was a sore one. Uh, because Rangers, obviously, how well we played, we really should have won that game. And I see it as two points dropped. It is. 100% see it as two points dropped as well. Like, any day, if you go away from home, get 19 shots, 8 goals, you expect to win. Mm-hmm. You expect at least a goal. And it's annoying because Gerard said after the game, that's probably one of the best away performances he's seen from us. No, he said it was our best away performance. It was the best performance. It was. But it was, it like, was, but the fact we just. Didn't didn't get, get, well, at the end of the day, you can have all the great possessions, all the great chances, but all that matters is, is that score. Exactly, but there are there, there are plenty of positives to take from that there game. Is. So we need to build upon that in our next game. Yeah, 100, 110%. Mate. We've got St Johnson away this Sunday, Sunday, so I want to see that kind of performance against St Johnson this Sunday. Exactly. Because we've yeah. all said this season, our away performances have not been up to scratch, but that performance, it's, phenomenal. It's three wins and nine away games, that is... That is not good form. Like, thankfully, our home form, apart from that one against, um, who was against at home? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. That was a a race from my memory. Apart from that one against Aberdeen at home, we've been fantastic. Home. That's what that's what's kept us up there. Yep. But we need to, you need to, you need to start getting points away from home. Like, see if we won that, even a one 0 That's that's what they call our so called champions performance, a champions win. Because <laughs> if you're winning those type of games, people are talking about you as champions. <laughs> we need to start doing that, and. Need start this Sunday. Yep, cannot agree more, mate. So we'll, uh, we'll move on from that and we'll talk about the fixtures this weekend. And uh, obviously, we touched on it earlier on Aberdeen Hearts. So it's a big one for Hearts, so it is. Can Aberdeen continue this run of form? We'll wait and see. But how do you see the, that one going at Pataudry? 2 0 Hearts. Uh, sorry, 2 0 Aberdeen. 2 0 Aberdeen. I'm going to go for a, a 2 1 Aberdeen win. I think Aberdeen win, I don't. And see, Aberdeen can see against a Stuart Hearts team. Mm. And Celtic Dundee? Celtic Dundee is a Parkhead. Oh, um, yeah, so Parkhead Dundee got absolutely battered midweek oh, from Aberdeen 5 1. 4 0 Celtic. 
and probably safe, you know, Celtic standard comfortable, uh, standard and very comfortable uh, performance. Uh, Aki's versus Kamarok. Uh, uh, 2-0 Kelly. I'm going to say 1-0 Kamarok. And the Hybees versus Livy. Obviously, Livingston beat uh, Hibs earlier on this season, 2-1, at the Tony McInerney Stadium. So, can Livy make it 2-for-2? Two two? Nah, 1-each. I'm going to say... 2-1 Hibs. And Motherwell versus St Mirren? Um, St Mirren, Motherwell. Very poor size this season. Um, obviously St Mirren scored a few wonder goals. Oh yeah. Um, Motherwell been poor as well. Is, is it, is it um, Fur Park? Yes. I'm going for one each. One each. Um, I'm going to go for uh, two each. Two. And St Johnson versus Rangers. Uh, away from home Rangers not been great this season but expect us to win I'm going to go for 2-0 2-0 2-0 Rangers I'm going to go for 2-1 uh, Rangers win 2-1 Rangers win so that's all we've got time for guys uh, until next time take care and we will see you soon bye bye